will never sit and listen to our fable. We welcome all who sits at our table. Let's enjoy our caffeinated delight, for we are all monsters on the darkest of nights. Hello all monsters and welcome to Caffeinated Monsters podcast. I'm your host Faith as always and today we've got Clara with us. Hello again. Hello darling, always lovely to have you on here. Oh of course, I'm like a rash, you can't get rid of me. Oh yeah, but it's the good kind of rash that you're just there like, oh you know what, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like the annoying rash that just pops up every now and again like, hello. <laughs> Hi bitches, you forgot to put your sun cream on didn't you? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like obviously, like the perks of being ginger. So yes, uh, this week's episode is going to be all about tech. Yes, and I am so prepared. I've done quite a lot of research actually, because so tech horror has been one of those genres that I've always kind of been like a little bit like. Not iffy, but like, you know, a bit umi, a bit ari. I'm like, hmm, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, because of course, we're used to seeing, you know, the slashes, they're killing them off one by one, the home invasions, spirits. So when, you know, the proper 21st century comes around, and, you know, now they're all in the computers and the phones and everything, and I was thinking, I don't think this is going to work. Um, so I have done a little bit of watching of some tech horrors, and I do have some thoughts, opinions, and a lot of recommendations. Same, actually. I've got a few that I would suggest avoiding at all costs. There's some that I highly recommend, and there's some that I... Some that I really have some mixed opinions of, if I'm honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, so, some of the some of the films that I've watched, I was just thinking, like, the whole way through, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and then there was like, <laughs> like, I was, I was like, you know, just kind of thinking like, that's where you went with it. Like you, you could have gone in about like three other different directions and you went with that one. Okay. Like, yeah. So, so some tech horror has been, it, it definitely has been an eye opener to like a different genre. Uh, but it's also, I don't know. There's, there's just some, you know, when you just kind of watch a film and you just think that could have been done so much better. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, one I tried to watch the other day, I got about 20 minutes into it and I was like, I can't anymore. I have to switch this off. It was a uh, oh, share, share or die. I thought, okay, oh. that sounds like an all right concept. Just avoid it. I hated it so much. <laughs> Honestly, I so my problem is as soon as I put a film on, I like I have to see it through the end because I'm invested now. Like and like even though it's like this is just awful, this is a train wreck. Why am I doing this to myself? I'm like, no, but I need to find out what happens. Like you know, I otherwise I'll be like, I wonder how they ended it. Maybe they ended it really well. Nine times out of ten, I'm always wrong. Um, <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, I found that of a lot of tech horrors either like the concept is really good, but the the actual the effort that's been put into making it is a bit like Ugh. the ex- yeah the execution. That's the one. Yeah, like it's like it's a great concept. It's got a good blurb. Like you know, it's got like an all right cast that you know they look like they know what they're doing. And then as soon as you kind of like put it on, and then it gets going, you're just like that camera angle's really bad. That lighting is really shoddy. 
Like, who was in charge of the special effects here? And then he just kind of like, do I continue or now I'm invested? I need to find out what happens in the end and how they actually did it. And then you're like, well, that's an hour of my life. I'm never going to get back. Yeah, it's just, oh, God. I mean, it's, have you watched uh, Choose or Die on Netflix? Yes, I have. So I actually watched that um, when it came out. Uh, so when it actually came out on Netflix, um, it was on like the news site, and I was like, "Oh, this this sounds good." And I do have to say, from like, so right as as an autistic, I do have a very logical brain. So sometimes I do like, you know, I. I, I sometimes have to tell myself, you know, just get lost in the fantasy. You know, it, it's a film. You d- don't take it so seriously. But like I did find with Choose or Die, my logical brain was just going off because I was just thinking that makes no sense. How would that even happen? Like, and how would the supposed spirit in the room with, you know, the computer with all the lights and then no one's around to then suddenly... The whole setting's different, and, you know, there, there is people around. It wasn't all in her head, and I'm thinking, logically, I'm like, but it's through a computer. That just wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, and, I, like, and I just think it was a good concept, but the execution was just not okay. Like, I think, I think it, that was one of those films that I was expecting, you know, because, of course, you know, Netflix films have budget behind them. And, you know, they, a lot of the films that they've actually brought out have, you know, really good stories and, you know, you, you do remember them and they stick. But this one, I was just like, I'm just going to forget about this one. This was, this is just not okay. I feel the same way. And it seems that a lot of people have that same opinion as well. The storyline is great, but the execution of the film is a bit like, oh, really? Why'd you go that way with it? Yeah, because like, they could have gone like in... A more, I don't know, like kind of maybe kept it a lot less techie than they actually made it. But then also, um, like, I mean, little bit of a spoiler, like essentially what the film is about, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's basically like this, it's like, it was a game that was made in the 80s, wasn't it? And yeah. someone get, like someone manages to like find a copy of it. And essentially what happens is when you're playing the game, the people around you are like involved in it in a sense of like, you know, it says, will she eat the glass or will she smash this over her head, choose or die? So then, you know, you would choose an option and then they like the like the live person in front of you would do it as if they were kind of like under some kind of spell. And there were these two kids that were basically trying to find out where where this like you know server is and everything and why this game is you know killing people and whatnot and i'm thinking like from a logical standpoint how would that even work you know because it's like you know you've got all the like demons and spirit and whatever and it's like you know open your mind jordan you know it's horror it doesn't really have to have any sort of like logical rules but i'm thinking like none of this is making any sense to me like how would this even happen like, so I just kind of thought, like, in the direction I thought it would go in, I was just thinking, like, this is just, this is just actually kind of really, like, painful to watch because it's not, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the original title, title for the game, for the film was called Cursor. And it's meant to be, it's like, um, if you up, upload the game, you 
essentially become cursed with what's inhabiting the game itself so it, it, it can manipulate like the physical aspect of your life like like if essentially just a, a choose your own adventure but just really messed up yeah because those those kind of games were all the rage in the 80s because i mean there wasn't uh like because i mean the 80s was quite limited with what they could actually do but like these games were like all the rage like everyone was playing them and i did i did kind of like how they had that kind of nostalgia factor in there because of course you've got these you know kids that are you know in 2022 i think it was actually based or 2021 one of the two um is that you know they come across this game and they're like oh my god this is so vintage like this is so cool and then of course realize that um it's you know that, that it's actually you know killing the people around you um and was wasn't there a cash prize as well like or like or was it I can't remember what like what the actual objective of it was I think it was just like oh you won we'll leave you alone now type thing and I was just like huh. Yeah, uh, the ending part did kind of confuse me a little bit, but the the thing that drew the two characters in was the uh, the cash prize of uh, let's submit and see if we can like complete the game and win the money. And after that, it kind of like the the lead character when she actually starts to play the game realizes oh this is there is something weird about this. So she gets a friend involved and he starts like messing about with it. And it yeah, of, and it, and that's what causes like, him to get involved with the game as well because it's kind of like because uh, he was developing a game and he said that really oh yeah if you try to cheat the game it will punish you for it and that bites mm-hmm, on the ass. Yes. And uh, like I don't like don't get me wrong I did really like the concept of it but I just didn't think that because there was a, like I never really got a a why like you know because because like in most films for example you know the film Unfriended yes okay so I watched Unfriended and of course that was like a film like a tech horror film that was really really big because it was one of the first of its kind and i'm not gonna lie i do i do kind of like it however like you know there is a why to that film you know it's revenge because they like you know they essentially made a girl kill themselves and like you know everything was happening to them because it was revenge right and there was a why and then in uh, searching, you know, the guy's looking for his missing daughter and he's going through every avenue possible. Uh, like, you know, and, and the like, you know, the why, uh, like, she went missing was because it was, you know, a really fucking god-awful, like, you know, it was, it was basically a date that went wrong and it had to be fixed and whatever. Like, you know, and there was a why. And Spree, like, the reason why the guy went off the rails and, you know, started, you know, like, going on a freaking rampage and essentially like you know spiking his uh you know riders was because he wanted more followers and more likes and people to like him you know there was a there was a why and i didn't get i didn't get a why with choose or die like at all and i was kind of like struggling to get you know a re- like a, an actual reason and a you know a yeah like j- just a why <laughs> yeah i think it it does sort of explain why at the end, but it's a bit like what? Uh, it was that. It was that kind of like. Is that? Is that it? Like, is that the reason? Like, this is just meh. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't. It's like it was. It was. It wasn't anything special. Like, and 
Yeah, and then apparently, like, uh, they made... Didn't they make, like, more copies of it or something? And they were like, oh, this is for, like, you know, the people that deserve it. And I was like, what? Like, huh? After everything you've just been through and you're going to put someone else through that? Like, for what? Like, why? Like, why? <laughs> like, it's... You, you know what I mean? Like, it, the why was essentially just null and void because it just didn't make any sense yeah i i I know where you're coming from well it's just kind of like there wasn't like you said with unfriended and spree there was like a definite there was a definitive like this is the reason why these things are screwing up this is why this person's going off the rails but with uh choose or die it's a bit like oh okay is that that can you can you explain a little bit more, please? <laughs> yeah, like there was no real answer, and then also like, uh, right? If I had gone through all of that malarkey, right, and I went through hell, killed my friends because of some stupid game that I shouldn't have been playing, that was quite clearly cursed, and then got to the final bit, got this money. Right. I wouldn't be thinking I'm going to give this to someone and make them play it because, you know, if if they really deserve the hurt. No, I would be in therapy traumatized. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking I'm going to distribute this now. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, I just I didn't like uh, really annoying monologue that the last that the main character does towards the end. And it's like, are you kidding me with this shit? Yeah, like, it just really didn't do itself any favours because I think the character development at, like, the beginning and the middle of the film was was really good because uh, Asa Butterfield is in it as well and he's, like, he's a really good actor and he's really diverse and, you know, they like, when they would be... You know, like trying to find what's what's been going on. You know, the IP addresses, distribute like you know where it was distributed from originally. Who created this? And you know, and the character development was really good. And then suddenly it just went to shit, and kind of feels like it was all for nothing. Yeah, I mean, it seems that a lot of people agree with it. That really, it's like like I said earlier that the concept was really good, but the actual the out what came. A- from it wasn't really up to up to standard really and yeah really... like it wasn't worth watching yeah i mean a lot of people have have actually agreed that really the <laughs> the um the main fight of the film the um reverse damage oh, the... fight <laughs> yeah the big boss yeah i love that because i thought that was such a good scene but the rest of yeah, it, it was I'm, actually... a bit, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit like Meh. Okay, but the that particular fight was like the thing that stood out for me. Yeah, because that was good. Like that was actually a really, really good scene, and I did actually quite enjoy that. And I was actually kind of rooting for her. I was like, "You go, Glenn Coco. You know, like you know, you can get this money. You can stop all of this. You can end it all." And then she didn't. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, because <laughs> yeah, I, I like after I watched Choose or Die, I was I was a bit like because." Like, I'm not going to lie, Choose or Die was actually the film that did kind of actually make me lose faith in tech horror, because I was like, is this where they're going to go with it? Like, is this is is this where we're going with it now? And I was just like, nah. Like, I mean, when 
and Paranormal Activity came out. I kind of, I kind of like half class Paranormal Activity as a tech horror purely because it's like you know it's found footage, it's CCTV, it's you know all, all of that. And I was hoping for you know give me some thrills, you know, like you know, like because when it first came out, and I mean I look back on this and thinking their marketing person. A star for effort because, honey, they missold me like to high heaven, and I was, I was, you know, buying into this product, thinking this is going to be the scariest film ever made. It was going to be, you know, like really, like you know, really scary. And then when I watched it, I was just like, this, this is so meh. Like this is eh. Like and even like all over the internet because I remember seeing this everywhere, all over the internet. All over, like you know, review sites and you know, film, like you know, like film reviews. I was saying, oh, it was scary. People walked out, people passed out, and whatever. And I was just so beyond underwhelmed. And then they made like five, it's like four more, and I was like, why, like why? <laughs> uh, why do you have to make more? Because it literally made on ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> yeah, like their marketing was so good. But, like, I just thought it was just so meh. And, like, I didn't find it scary, like, at all. Um, I think the only one that I actually thought was quite scary, I think it was the third one. It's it's been a while since I've actually seen them. Um, But I do remember when I went to see the first one, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like... People <laughs> passing out, people, you know, getting pulled out in the stretches. Someone threw up, and I'm thinking, honey, like there, there was, there was none of that. Like that's what I was expecting. Um, I got that, I got that feeling when I watched Insidious. I was genuinely terrified in that cinema. Like that film was actually scary, and that was one of the like first horror films I ever saw in the cinema. That was scary. Paranormal Activity, Mama. <laughs> I find it funny whenever they say stuff like that, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, people are passing out and vomiting and da 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 and I literally think, like, did those people just have really sh- low blood sugar levels and just passed out from that? Honestly, like, some, some films that I've seen that are apparently, like, you know, really, really scary and, you know, have all of these claims, you know, someone had a heart attack and whatever, and then I'd watch it and then be like, was that seriously it? Like, because, I mean, with horror films, when they came out, uh, like, especially, like, you know, classic horror films, you know, like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, um, like Psycho, the reason why people literally were screaming the heads off, having heart attacks, you know, having panic attacks, was because there was no other films like them around. Like, the, like pe- people didn't, make those films like they they weren't they weren't common at all so like because you know it's like these horror films were basically like you know the, the the kind of maybe not the first of their kind but you know what i mean like the first ones to kind of get like you know big and you know a real sense of notoriety and they still go down like i think the exorcist even though maybe it's not number one it's still very much up there as one of the scariest films ever made purely because of the reaction people had to it when it came out because horror films back then were not common so people were genuinely like 
having panic attacks in the cinema because they've never seen a film that was actually that scary compared to like nowadays it's very you know it's very dated and you can tell a lot of it's like cgi and whatever but the thing about the exorcist that makes it scary is what actually happened behind the scenes that was scary but um like you know whereas now I think a lot of, especially with tech horror, is a lot of people will rely on the, uh, like, you know, the special effects factor a little bit too much and think that that is what's going to make it, you know, th- this is what's going to make it really scary. And in actuality, the, what makes a film scary is how it's executed in a way that, you know, it's psychological, it really messes with your brain, you know, it's got a plot twist that's, you know, like, you know, that's, you know, really gripping and really good. And it's not just watching gore porn, like, and it's just blood for the sake of blood, murder for no reason. And yeah. And I do find with tech horror, they do kind of start because some films I've seen of tech horror, I mean, Unfriended, for example, that was, I think, the first film that I ever actually saw that had the format of it was on a computer screen. And I was like, oh, like, this is this is different. Like, this is this is cute. Like, you know, and they're all on, like, Skype, and there's, like, a mystery person in that they can't get rid of them, and even though my logical brain is going, that just simply just wouldn't happen. You'd be able to kick them out instantly, but, you know, go off. Like, um, and, like, you know, it's... Because that was kind of the first film of its kind, and there was, you know, this uh, this dead girl that was talking to them all, and they were like, you all made me kill myself. I'm gonna, like, you know, kill you all, basically. And, um... I was a little bit kind of like, you know, the the supernatural factor in Unfriended, I didn't quite get, only because my logical brain was kind of telling me not to. However, I was still a bit like, why would a ghost go through Skype when it could just literally, the ghost could literally go anywhere. It could be right in front of you and then be like, no, like, you know, and you'd have to go to therapy for the rest of your life because this ghost traumatized you. It wouldn't go through all the effort of going through Skype and be like, do you want to play a game? Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, in in the realms of the film, it it works because I mean, you've got all of these people, but like all these dickheads that were meant to be your friends in one area. So, what's the best thing you can do when you're like a, a ghost, essentially? Literally, fuck with all of them so they can all see see it happen to each other. I did really love, like, in Unfriended, that, like, they would just, you know, they, they seem like friends, but they were just fucking awful people. Like, they were just horrible people. Like, and I did, I did really like how all of them were being exposed. And, like, you know, they, these kids are supposedly friends in school. And I'm like, they all hate each other, really. Like, they're, and they're all just such awful people and i like i i did like how they were being exposed but like i did kind of think some of the deaths were a bit like oh he's dead now um apart from the computer guy that that was that was something that was the one with the blender oh i did think that was the one with the blender yeah the, the, the one with the blender that that was like oh but i think they should have actually have done that one maybe last because that was the most well it was the most (laughs) and you know they weren't they weren't kind of you know shy 
to like because I know I know that like in a lot of um, the scenes where like you know it's getting a little bit ghosty and supernatural that you know the the webcam would kind of pixelate and everything um but uh, and then sometimes it does make it quite hard to make out uh the actual visual of what is going on but in this particular death scene i do have to say they didn't they didn't shy away from the details that th- th- this man's hand and this man's neck literally went into a blender and you saw everything <laughs> like you know uh, it was it was kind of one of those um as I usually say, it was one of those death scenes that, like, you know, I asked for cookies and you gave me cake. Like, <laughs> you gave me a cake with uh, a scoop of ice cream on it. It's fabulous. Exactly. Like, But I think they should have done that death scene last or at least, like, towards the end, purely because that one was more brutal, whereas the ones after, like, the ones that happened after, because he was the first one to go... Um, no, he wasn't. He was the second one to go. Um, and yeah, the first one was a bit more subtle with um, with her death, wasn't it? Yeah, because it was an apparent fit, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was because she, I think she used to have seizures and they thought, oh, she's probably had a fit. And then they realised that actually she'd killed herself. Yeah, because there's like a, a it... bottle of like, bleach or something near her. Yes, that's it. She drank the bleach. And then it went to Guy's hands and neck and face in a blender. And then then where did it go? It went straighteners down the neck? I think it Man, did. I think it went... It's been such a long time since I've seen it. I know that someone gets shot in the face. Oh, that was... Yeah. And the, the, I hated that one because that was just... That was just instant. I hate it. I think, I think a death like that should have gone first... Or at least, or at least second, because uh, what was that? I think her name was Valerie or something. Val, that was it. And because they were trying to find out what was actually happening to her, because they were like, "Hold on, like where where has she gone? Like you know, she's just uh, you know received all these messages and received all of these photos, and you know, it's they're being posted from all their friends' accounts and whatever. And then suddenly she's like on cam, just doing nothing, and then." They find police around the house and she's drunk and bleach and they're like, oh my God, what the hell's happened? I think that one kind of, you know, would set the premise of this is going to happen to Ali, y'all. But like, I think the gun to the face and the stabbing themselves, I think they should have gone first because they were just, you know, they were quick, they were over with. And then the blender and the straighteners down the neck, I think they should have kind of gone last because they were a lot more brutal. So then it kind of... You know, you like you know, with, with a gunshot, you're like, okay, how are they going to top that? The next one, and then the next one will come, and it'll be like, oh, repeatedly stabs himself, and then you kind of work your way up to be like, oh my god, can it get more brutal? Yeah, and, so it's, you it's know, more like um, like who had like the most involvement gets the most brutal treatment, essentially. Yeah, like very, very that, and I think that's how they should have done it because I wasn't like, I wasn't like majorly disappointed, but I was kind of thinking maybe if you switched up the order a little bit, um, in terms of you know finding stuff out, because uh, of course all their secrets and everything all get exposed and all their accounts are getting hacked and whatever. Um, I think if they switched up the order, I think it could have been a lot more of a gripping film because it did kind of get to a point in Unfriended where I was like 
okay it kind of it, it went up and then it went down and then it went up again and then it went down and i'm thinking i like it just to kind of like start from the bottom work your way up and then just continuously just keep going up and up and up and up yeah it, it's good to watch something where it's kind of like you get like a hint here and there and then it just escalates even more throughout the film yeah like and i think like the ending of unfriended i did I did kind of see it coming because of purely because of the girl's character development. I'm thinking she ain't no fucking angel. Like she's trying to make out that she's like, you know, all like virginal and for Jesus and really like, you know, a nice person. She does track. She was friends with the girl that could. I'm like, no, she's a bitch, really. Like she's got some dark shit going on. That's how they always are. Like, at least some people are just upfront about being a nasty person. Like, you know, and I'm like, this girl's too nice. She's selling herself to be too nice. She's she's going to be the one that gets, like, the most out of this. She's the one that will fuck up the most. I love it when things like that happen. Because it's usually the ones that are just, too, like, that little bit too nice. And you're like, what are you hiding? Because you're overcompensating for it literally like exactly that it's like people that are like you know oh um like i took the disabled person to prom because i wanted them to have like you know a really good time i am gonna wait until i'm married to like you know have sex because that's just what i believe in and you know oh i did a fundraiser for our like hollywood like you know our track team so that we could send this person to hollywood as their last dying wish i'm like bitch no one is that fucking nice like Honey, no one is that nice. You've got some skeletons in your closet and I want to know how they're dressed. Like, you know, no one is that nice. And the way that this girl was being portrayed as being like, you know, the all angel and she could do no wrong. And then slowly but surely when she starts getting exposed, I was a bit like, I knew she was going to be exposed. I was just waiting for when. And I would have maybe have kind of preferred if there may be made her come across a little bit more of a a genuine person so that when she was being exposed and her like account was getting hacked and it was releasing all of these like posts and photos that i'd be a little bit more like oh no but i was kind of a bit like yeah i knew i like i knew that she was going to get exposed to something i was just waiting for when like how badly this did this girl fuck up because she's being way too nice very yeah honestly that i'm like she's done something bad she's gonna pay for it right now i can see in the next hour like her life is over literally (laughs) yeah quite literally like have you seen uh, the second have you seen the second one dark web um i've seen bits of it yeah so I actually thought the dark web was a lot more well done than the first unfriended. Um, only because it was so much more realistic because it's not supernatural. So the premise um, of unfriended is, of course, you've got all these friends that do Skype calls. And, and I don't know anyone that actually does, like, really did that apart from like Americans. It was a big thing in America. Um, and there was this guy that, you know, he's dating this girl and she's deaf and he's trying to make this um, uh, like the software that 
can, if you type something into it, it will show like videos of different words and signs so that he can talk to her over like Skype and that. And it's actually quite cute. Um, and then you find that he's, you know, he bought this laptop off Craigslist and, you know, we download Skype and everything and changes all of the logins because it, you know, all the logins are still to this previous owner of this laptop and you know they're on skype and then all this weird shit starts happening and then you know you there's all these files and everything that are like under weird names and weird places and the hard drive is full of really really dodgy shit and then you find out that like you know i mean there's all kind of like in the premise of it that you find out that he didn't buy this laptop off craigslist he stole it from an internet calf and apparently it had been there for a while so we just thought oh do you know what like no one's coming back for it i'll take it and you then find that this all of the dodgy stuff on this laptop is actually connected with people that are buying this content on the dark web and then people from the dark web start getting a little bit like you know in everybody's business and start hacking and you know it's and the thing is when i was watching this i'm thinking this has happened to someone like like everything that is going on in this film this has happened like because for those of you that don't go on the dark web don't like just don't it's just don't do it. Um, and it's full of, you know, it's it's basically the place where you could just be a free criminal. You know, there's distribution for drugs and uh, like firearms and, you know, um, videos of people actually being captured and killed. Like, you know, and people are buying the shit with like, you know, crypto and stuff. And when they were getting into all, like, you know, all their stuff was getting, like, hacked into as, like, you know, this kind of really fucked up little game that they're playing. Because the guy whose laptop it is, um, obviously, finds a way to get into contact with this guy. And he's like, you don't understand. Like, do you know what you're involved in? Like, all of these people that are on this uh, platform, I think it was called The River. Um, like, you know, these people, they will kill you like you know to cover their tracks and it's like this this could actually this has probably happened to somebody or like this is something that like is very very really quite plausible and i think that's why i really enjoyed it because this isn't one of those like ghosty supernatural things that you know oh, it's a possibility but it's not certain no 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 you know what the dark web is and you know what goes on in there like this could genuinely happen to somebody and it's very freaking frightening. And ever since then, I'm like, I see like, a, I don't know, someone's dropped their phone on the bus and that I'm like, I'll tell the driver they're picking it up. I'm not taking it. Like, no, like absolutely not. Like I am not going to be like, you know, this little piggy in some little like dark web bullshit. Game. You can forget it, sister. <laughs> I do like the premise of it because it is just, it's very realistic in the sense that really, like you said, it's yeah, the dark web. People are going to, people could easily find you. Like people can easily just hack your, yeah, your Fitbit, your phone, your whatever. And, you know, that could easily locate you or put like a tracker on one of your devices and locate you that way. And it is just that. Um... Yeah, like I thought it was very clever. 
how they because of course they're all on Skype like how you could see um how the people that were on this uh like I don't even know what you would call it it's essentially kind of like a um uh, like a separate screen so of course when you when you have all the like you know the VPN and the blah 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 and you know all of that stuff to actually get on the dark web um your main screen on the computer is like this river whatever and that's basically your computer telling you that you are accessing a different part of uh like the software and the internet and in the little chat room that all of these uh anonymous people are in uh they're clearly very smart people um with a lot of money and they're quite sick and twisted and they'll do it just because they can and you know the way that they were talking about how they're going to fuck with all of them if they don't do X, Y, Z. And, you know, where is, uh, like, you know, the, like all this Bitcoin coming from and blah, blah, blah. And why are you extracting it? And how did you know that? And it's it's very scary. Like, because, like, I kind of know about this only because I, I, I did a bit of research into it because I didn't really know a lot about um, the dark web uh, prior, actually, to watching um, Unfriended. However, um, I, di I did know already that, you know, that you shouldn't really go on it. It is a bit dodgy. You know, you can, you can get anything on the dark web. But, like, you know, of course even though a lot of transactions and everything are untraceable because obviously it's done through cryptocurrency, uh, people can still find out where you are like very easily. And like, I think if you actually, if, if you are looking for something very specific, you will find it like, you know, and everyone, everything's got a price. And when they were looking at all of these, like, uh, because there was a lot of like dodgy CCTV uh, footage uh, that was, you know, people being kidnapped, people being held hostage, um, even CCTV in people's bedrooms of them sleeping. I'm thinking if I found any of that, like, on the internet, I would literally be like, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's fucked up. But, like, knowing that there is actually a place on the internet like that that does exist... And people will pay for stuff like that. I'm like, no, that's fucked up. Like, but that's what made it a really good horror film. Because you know it's real. That shit's real, man. And that's why I thought it was so scary. But it was so good at the same time. I like the fact that the premise of it is so realistic. That's what make, like you said, that's what makes it scary. The fact that it's something that could potentially happen and most likely has happened. I, I like the fact that the characters are actually somewhat likable but they actually do have their own separate personalities so you can see them for for their differences so you can see them actually like being friends in real life yeah like i think with unfriended dark web they were a lot more relatable characters and you know you can say oh i've met that person before like so you kind of you kind of feel like you're like you know you know that person like um i can't remember his name but he was the guy that did um he was a guy that lived in his basement uh well his mom's basement and you know he makes like youtube videos about you know oh the lizard people then you know they're coming after your information and blah 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 the conspiracy the you know the token conspiracy theorist guy that doesn't need you know that has the internet to use as a platform but really fucking shouldn't like 
you know who that guy is. Like, you've met that guy. Like, you've I've, seen I've that guy on the people. internet. I've met a few people like him. <laughs> Honestly, like, and the thing is, you could actually relate to him. Um, although, I did think that the way that he got, like, ticked off, I was like, that's fucking clever. That's um, what I thought as well. I was like, all oh, that's messed up, but really clever at the same time. Yeah, I was like, that is fucked up that like someone literally hacked into his shit so quick put this together sent it out like holy like holy shit like that was genius there is some i mean it's a couple of films that i would like to talk about with you because we um we've talked to each other about these ones before uh, countdown mm. and uh, bedeviled bedeviled remind me again which one that is uh that's the app that knows your like your worst fears like it's like a, a demon that's inhabiting an app that's kind of like you know what people don't know what yes. fear is since because they have access pigs because people have access like everything online these days so it's literally like you know what i'm gonna fuck with everyone and just yes any worst fears against you through technology because you love using it so much yep yep i do know that film i did see it and i won't lie actually i did i did kind of like it um however i did think that the demon could mm, have used a little work like yeah. i don't know like i thought the, the, you know, the, the plot and the actual storyline and how it was executed was actually well all right. Like, you know, that this app was believable. People were, you know, genuinely getting really sucked into it. And it was, you know, it was actually quite good. And then the demon was revealed and I was a bit like, hmm, hmm. Like, I don't know. I think you could have gone a bit more bigger. Like, you know, you could have maybe not put him in normal clothes. Maybe. I mean, I... Part of me liked it, but part of me thought he, he looked a bit too much like the um, like the demonic clowns that are shown at one yeah. point in the film. He looked too similar to those. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I thought he looked like one of those, like, demon clowns from Halloween. I did like the premise of it. I liked the, the voice acting from him. I hated the main... Um, the main girl. But I just found her to be really annoying. Yeah, she wasn't like relatable really in any way and she wasn't actually all that likable i do have to say and it's it's kind of that thing though where it's like you know she's pretty she's blonde she's an all-american girl that's got it all and i'm like wow i haven't seen this girl before and like yeah i i didn't she wasn't that yeah she just wasn't that likable um but all of all of her friends, however, like, you know, there was that character development. There was that, you know, you kind of got a sense of who they were and really sure of themselves. And then, you know, of course, like when this then got involved and then you sort of all get twisted, it was like, you know, genuinely, actually a really good way for the story to go. But, like, the main girl, I was just thinking, like, so some of the things that, like, you know, she was freaking out about, I'm thinking... I wouldn't be scared of that. Like, even if this app is trying to get me, like, you know, I, I'd be like, okay, why did you find that scary? <laughs> like, you know, like, honey, why are you running? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the, um, what was it? The car park scene, the multi-story car park moment. Oh, God. 
that oh, bit God. did actually make me go like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Like, when I was watching that bit, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Now, the thing that I thought that, like, Bedeviled was kind of missing was what they actually had in Countdown, which was... So, with Bedeviled, you didn't really know when it was going to happen, but it was just going to happen, right? And... You know, it was all, all going to go tits up, right? With Countdown, of course, they look on this app and they're like, oh, I've got, like, 14 years, um, like, you know, to live. Or, oh, I've got six months um, or, like, three days. And it's the, okay, so we know how long we've got until they're going to be offed, right? Now we wait. Like, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not, but the thing is, it was a question of, you know when it's going to happen. You've got no fucking idea how. Like, and it had that very kind of final destination vibes to it. Because That's what I thought as well, like think about it as destination as an app. <laughs> yeah. Like it was very that, and I think that's kind of why I liked it because I was like, this just reminds me of like it was basically just like a more modern version of um Final Destination. And I love those films so much. And, like, when this app would, like, you know, count down, of course, you know, as as you kind of would think that, oh, you know, it's just, you know, an automatic generated thing that, like, you know, it's it's all a joke, it's not real and whatever, but then, like, people actually end up dead. Like, you know, and the, the, they'll die in the most, like, unexpected ways. Like, you know, a, a lot of the, like, death scenes, I'm like, okay, that was not what I... That is not where I thought I was going with this, but okay, now I'm invested. And there was a lot more of a... I don't know, like, I, I just thought that Countdown was a lot more well done than Bedeviled. I think Bedeviled missed out on... Like, it didn't miss the mark on, like, a lot, but I think it definitely did miss the mark on the suspense and the like i don't know the anticipation because i don't know like i think a lot of the build-up was purely for um what do you call it like false hope so like you know you sit she thinks she's getting chased and you think that she's getting chased and then suddenly it's like oh no she actually isn't and then it will just go on to another scene and i'm like really like i i hate that <laughs> yeah countdown definitely had the um, the upper hand when it came to like the suspense moments and I think with character development as well because the sort of like potential love interest had an actual backstory like he felt bad because of I think it was like his brother uh, like something happened to his brother like when they were children and he mm. felt bad because of it and what was it like the the main character uh, something happened to her at work and like she's like the new girl and she wants to like make a good impression but something bad happens yeah doesn't and- she like work in a hospital or something yeah and one of the uh well the doctors gets a bit too um gets too, a bit too yeah a bit too aggressive with her mm. and we don't love that no yeah like as you said like the character development in countdown was really well done it was very well executed whereas i think in bedeviled i just didn't you know th- the main guy was really annoying and i was kind of like are we gonna kill her or nah like, and all of her friends were like, you know, 
you actually grew closer to her friends than you did her. And then when, you know, this demon thing was like, you know, running around after, I was just thinking, just just get her. Just just get get her, Jade. Get her. Like, and it's like I my gripe with a lot of um uh, especially like and it is mostly with modern films and I don't like kind of you know casting that shadow over some modern films but I do find that a lot of the times the main girl is the same person a lot of the time and I don't like that because it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like okay I know exactly where her thought process is gonna go she's gonna get scared of this she's not gonna like this her love interest is either going to cheat on her, leave her, or he's actually the killer. Like, you know, and this girl, I don't like this girl. But like, you know, I like a girl that you can relate to, you know, she's been through some shit, you know, like we all have, you know, she's she's really gone through the works. And, you know, there's there's some personality there. The all-American girl with everything that, you know, that comes from, like, a big place of privilege, that she's got everything handed to her, and then suddenly her life goes to shit, and this is, like, the worst thing to ever happen to her. I'm like, I can't relate to that. Like, I don't know about you, but I, but I cannot relate to that. Yeah, I don't really relate to things like that either. Like, I like it when characters have some form of actual backstory like it's not just oh yeah their parent has died like a few years beforehand i, I want to know like this person had trouble with like their education like they they've moved from like, one place to another quite a lot because of like family issues like, i want to i want characters like that because they are more relatable to a, i think a wider audience yeah and like you can relate to them a lot more and i think with I, I don't see my thing is I'm not sure um, whether it the actresses that are hired or if it's the role that they're given to play because it's kind of like a double-edged sword isn't it because like if the actress actually has a bit of personality it's like I want to like you but this role mm-mm, like it's not do, it's not doing the most for you. Or if you have, like, the actresses that has, like, no personality and they're like, oh, you're playing this really privileged girl and suddenly she gets involved in this really horrific stuff and then it's like, oh, I'm in. And it's like, you know, they kind of stick to the whole not really having a personality that you can either relate to or even warm to or like. And, you know, oh, she's a straight-A student. She's got, like, you know, she's really popular. Everyone loves her. I'm like, bitch, I can't fucking relate to that. Have her get, like, a worst enemy. You know, one of her, like, you know, her dad's a drug addict in rehab who wants to see her every Christmas and she always it just says... No, because it breaks my heart to see you like this. You know, we had to move halfway across the country to get away from you and you're stalking us. But give me some of that. Like, you know, because, you know, I like even if I'm not that girl, I know someone who is. Like, you know, I like the main character to be uh, genuinely relatable, that you can kind of, you know, that if, you know, her world's falling apart, you can kind of be like, I see that. And you're a fighter. You're going to get out of this. And this is what, like, so I watched Megan is Missing. I know it's gone viral on TikTok recently, uh, but it's actually a very old film. It was actually made in, like, 2006. Now, Megan, the girl that plays Megan, brilliant. Like, amazing actress. Really believable. Like, you know, great character. A best friend? I have honestly never seen such bad acting in my life. Like, I'm not even joking. It was a case of 
looking at the camera blankly until it's your turn to say something. That would annoy me beyond anything. Yeah, like it when they would be like, um, like on cam to each other. You know, even though they're like, even though they're fourteen, you know, they're like, you know, they're talking about explicit details and you know the like you know megan's love life with boys and how you know they go to parties and drink underage and whatnot and you know oh they're planning on getting fucked up and her best friend is like a really like goody two shoes that you know still sleeps with us stuffed toys um i mean i do but that's not the point uh like that like you know she's you know the the goody sort of like two shoes character but like she'd be looking at the camera uh, nothing behind the eyes, right? Nothing, no, nothing behind the eyes. And then when it was her turn to say something, she would say it. But there was no emotion there. There was no conviction in what she believed she was saying. And, you know, bearing in mind, Megan is missing is actually quite dark. Like, I mean, it's a very slow burner and it, you know, it does get there in the end. Trust me, it does get there in the end. Um, yeah, the end is very like, dark. Yeah, that ending, holy shit. But, like, the build-up, I just couldn't... I just couldn't with this girl. Her acting got so much better when she wasn't playing the goody-two-shoes girl and she was actually fighting for her life. Like, that's when her acting got good. Like... I when I saw Megan is missing, I so I watched it. Um, I already kind of knew what happened uh, because I mean, you know, I was actually around. You know, I was a functioning teenager when the film actually came out, and it was. Um, I think it was actually one of the first films of its kind, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you know, a sort of like uh, found footage, webcam kind of, you know, finding all this dodgy shit about, like, you know, the girls that would go missing from, you know, meeting boys on the internet type thing. I think it was actually one of the first films of its kind. And it it, it is a very slow burn, don't get me wrong. It does take a while to get there. Um, but, like, I think what they were trying to do, which a lot of people did kind of miss, right? So... This is how this is the reception that I got from the film, right? Because you know when they do the um cutaways of um like you know the news reports and uh like you know the the sort of update on where is Megan and you know all of that was very overdone and it was very exaggerated and then you know they they would do things like reenactments and the actors would be like you know i really hope this will help people you know find where megan is you know such an inspirational young girl and blah blah, blah. and the, you know they, they didn't even know she existed until this morning do you know what i mean and like you know the news reporter would be like you know this 14 year old girl who's has been abducted and her like her family says she was an angel and blah 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 and like you know her friends are all like you know she was like the best girl in the world or whatever and it was so overdone that like it does come across as fake but i think the reason they did that was actually to show that no one gives a shit until you're dead no one gives a shit till you go missing suddenly everyone wants to know who you are and then suddenly you're like an angel like you know she she could do no wrong she never deserved this we need to find her and it's like but you know through the film i'm like megan ain't fucking innocent she goes out drinking she does drugs she like you know she hooks up with boys and she really shouldn't like you know she ain't this fucking angel 
And I think that the way that they actually portrayed like all the like media reports and how she actually all the photos that they used as well is that she's this angel that could do no wrong. She was just an innocent child. Megan was not fucking innocent. Like, and I think it like the way that they kind of did the over exaggerated um, uh, news media and everything was just to show that no one actually knows like gives a shit till you're dead and no one actually knows who you are like at all because even her best friend was like that's not who megan was like at all (laughs) i think that's one side of it the other side is that really if you make someone out to be look more innocent than they actually are then they probably thought that by betraying her as that like an innocent person that could do no wrong that people would care more and were more likely to like look for her whereas if they saw her as like this, yeah. uh, the bad team they'll be like well she's probably just run off with someone yeah people care people care more about the girl that could do no wrong because why would someone do this to someone like that you know who would be so cruel to like you know harm the girl that could do no wrong and like i did kind of like when it got to a point in megan is missing when Megan was actually missing. Um, I did kind of feel, even though her acting was terrible, I did kind of feel for the other, like her best friend's character, because she was, you know, she's a wallflower. She, she, she was always the one by herself in the corner, like you know, and she didn't really have many other friends apart from Megan, and no one was listening to her. Like she had, you know, she she found out something, no one wanted to hear it. Because you weren't really Megan's friend, were you? And those two were best friends. Like, but everyone around them was like, you didn't even know her. And it's like, yes, she did. Like, she actually did. And it really, it really kind of like aggravated me because I'm like, I have literally been in that situation before where like, I have told people many a time, like, you know, that like, you know, about like, you know, my friends either, you know, really fucking up or going through a hard time, whatever. And they're like, why do you care? You don't even know them. Like, you know, you're a nobody, you're a loser. And I'm like, what? Like, how, like, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, like, you know, I, I get that frustration of no one was listening to the girl that is le- legitimately her best friend because they were talking to all the other girls that were in her class that were funnily enough actually the bad influence on her uh like on megan saying you know oh you should go to this party you should get with this guy you know you should do this line of like you know mystery drugs you should drink this drink and her best friend was the one to be like you know let's go home and let's watch a film like you know let's you know let's be good children like you know what i mean because at the end of it they're still kids and I did, I, I did kind of like how they did the whole sort of, you know, because she's a loser, no one pays attention to her. The, you know, things that are going on around her, no one's paying attention to it. And this is her best friend. Her best friend is missing and no one gives a shit about what she has to say about it. And that was actually like kind of maybe not upsetting, but, you know, I felt that like, you know, and I can relate to that feeling very well. I think a lot of people have actually been, have been in that position where it's like I something is off, something that this isn't who this person is, or they know that like, there's more to it than what people are admitting to. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, because so Megan is Missing is a bit dated in the sense of nowadays in 2022. Honey, it is so easy to spot a fake profile like you can you can spot it like so easily. And, you know, uh, like even kids now, they know that if something doesn't seem right, you know, look at their tagged photos, look at who they're friends with, ask people, have they met this person before? And people are like, no, no idea who this person is, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, right, this person isn't who they say they are. Block, report, delete, you know. And kids are actually very savvy with it now. Back in 2006, we weren't so savvy. Like, you know, people were catfishing a lot uh, before, before catfishing really even had a had a term like you know there wasn't really a term for it It was just you know it was it was just like a fake profile wasn't it and like there was the genuine fear of what if your teenage daughter is talking to someone she thinks is you know uh, like another 14 year old boy and is actually a pedophile like that that was a that was a genuine thing like you know um now not so much because everyone's on social media. Everyone can track where the hell you are. Like you know, people will look at you know your mutual followers, who you follow, like where like your photos are taken, everything. You can you can spot who's genuine and who isn't quite easily. Whereas back then, you know, oh like why can't I see you on cam? Oh my, you know my dog chewed it. Oh I dropped it. Oh I don't have a like you know webcam, but we can talk. And it's like you know the the second now because now we have smartphones and there's a camera at the front so why isn't your front camera working when it literally works on everyone else's phone like do you know do you know what i mean so in that sense megan is missing is very dated and what what i think it was actually aim that they were using and i'm thinking fuck me i remember having an aim (laughs) like i am messenger like way back in the day like you know th- this guy was posing as a 14 year old boy and you know i skate i go by the beat i was at this party i saw you here's what you were wearing but you didn't see me and it's like back then red flags wouldn't be going i mean i speak for myself personally um that like if someone that i was talking to that i'd never met before had said oh i saw you at this party and this is what you were wearing but i didn't come up and say hi to you because you know you look like you were having fun you look like you were looking for somebody i didn't want to disturb you as a 14 year old red flags would not be going off in my head i'd be thinking oh my god he really likes me that's you know like he's really shy he's really sweet like you know that's really cute Red flags wouldn't be going off in my head, like, especially in 2006, like, you know, and that's why I kind of felt like, oh, my God, I remember this fear. Like, I remember the fear of, you know, you're talking to someone online and then suddenly you meet up with them and they're actually like, you know, a 40 year old, like, man that's trying to take you in his car and take you to his house and shit. Like, that was a thing. Like, and I remember that. But I think people, especially kids now, like 14 year olds in 2022, if they watched Megan is Missing, I don't think, like, I think they would understand the, like, you know, that fear, but they wouldn't get it because they weren't there. Like, 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it was very of its time. Like back then, there weren't as many like um, safeguards in a way to stop people from. You know that nowadays there's a lot more like oh, uh, like you can like reverse Google image search things. You can kind of see who people are like friends with, and like if they haven't got like if their uh, friends list or their following has like a very small number you know that really it's likely that they just don't they're not who they say they are yeah i think it is a very it is a product of its time and i mean i think if megan is missing was filmed in 2022 the technology would have been very different but i also think that it would have been i don't know like i think because it's when they find the uh video camera that's been thrown out um where uh, megan's best friend used to like you know hang out and that's where her stuff bear was and everything and that's when like you know she's filming a like uh her video diary and then you see like that guy from like the fence like come out of the shadows and you can see the shadow of a man in the background and you're like who the fuck is that like and that's where they find the the camera and obviously it's got the tape in it and everything and it was chucked out like and they only had that bit of film to go off if that was filmed now one it would be on a it would be on an iphone let's not lie and you could access the cloud which would have everything about this person like absolutely everything like all the images that they'd saved or the videos over the years like you know they, they would have like a mass extensive sort of what you call it like um like a real insight into you know who this person really really is whereas because when the video camcorder was found they only had that to find out where where these girls were and that was it like you know it wasn't actually as easy to find someone's ip address and if someone was i don't know on like msn or aim um it was really hard to actually find out where these people actually were because i mean you could very easily say oh i'm in like i'm in london um and you wouldn't question it whereas in reality they could be in like prague like you know running running some like underground drug ring and you would have no idea whereas nowadays everyone's got their location on a lot of people don't actually know they have their location on a lot of the time as well and it's not that difficult to find out where people actually are and you know where they're like where they're actually messaging from and you know when they're online and like you know because it was a case of you went home you went on msn and if they weren't online they were out like you know you you kind of knew who like you know that this is why i'm grateful that i was that we were children of the internet like we were literally there from like the birth of like you know instant messages social media like influencers like you know all of that because we've seen how technology has come so far like so far but i think if megan is missing was remade but remade now like for you know to be based in 2022 i think it would be a bit better but it would also be a little less believable because it didn't it doesn't have the anonymity that 2006 has yeah there'd be a lot more um a lot more challenges when it comes to like hiding your identity if you had like that kind of evidence lying around yeah definitely but i mean 
it went viral on TikTok. Um, I can't remember who actually originally like it went viral for. Um, but it's because I remember uh, the... they they people started thinking that uh, what happened in the film actually happened, and it just went mental. Yeah, people actually thought that th- this was real. Like, which I mean, I don't get. <clears throat> but like, but yeah, I think like people thought that it was real. I'm thinking, honey, like if that was real, that would not be distributed. Like, come on, come on, babes, use, use your brain. Like, the, no, no, the film of a 14 year old girl being like stalked, and you know the uh, like. I won't spoil the ending only because the ending is so fucked up. Like. And the thing is, because it is such a slow burn film, when it hits, it hits. And that ending, holy shit, it was it was so messed up. But like with the ending, a lot of people were very horrified by the ending because it didn't shy away. And also, which also brings me back to the question of was there a why? I didn't get a why in Megan is Missing, but I didn't need one. Do you know, like, do you know what I mean by that? I felt the same because uh, it's very much a they were just they were just there to me. That was yeah. like, that, that's enough of a, a why as to why this happened to these people. They they yeah. were just there. <laughs> he was just a really fucked up individual, and you know, like, oh yeah, he went for you know, it would kidnap younger girls. You didn't need a reason. He did it because he was a sick individual. And yeah, I mean, I do have to say when I was in the last, I think it was like 10 minutes. Well, it was, it was basically everything that happened straight after. And people that have seen the film will know what I mean by the discovery, right? You know, the, the discovery, right? For the last 10 minutes of the film where you know that everything is kind of piecing together and you know the story is coming to a, a bit of a close and shit is getting really 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 fucked up i was literally on the sofa just thinking like this could not get any more real like this could not get any more like fucked up and like yeah it was it was i think the ending of that film because because I didn't need a why, I already had it. I was just thinking like, oh my God, how are they actually going to, how are they going to end this? And then when it like, when it all ends, it was like, I was literally on my sofa like, holy mother of God, like, this is, this is messed up, man. Like, this is, this is fucked up. Like, and yeah, I do, I do recommend it, but I will say it is very fucking dated and it's a very slow burn and some some of the acting is a little bit questionable but there is a reason it did go viral and it is because it is like yeah like i think megan's character was just impeccable very much she's only a kid as well like and her acting was like amazing um but yeah i think that was kind of maybe the first film of its kind that was kind of like a lot more techy Maybe not found footage because that was definitely Blair Witch in like the nineties. But like this was kind of the first film of its kind to kind of document stuff through different platforms. And yeah, I mean I really enjoyed it personally. I liked it because of how it could be for the fact that it was a slow burn, the fact that it didn't try away for things, and I love the fact that it was 
focusing on these the like best friends where someone was uh, where they're both like they weren't that like, these college kids they were literally like they weren't even in high school i don't think i mean they were like 14 or that yeah 14 year olds so yeah they were, they were kids so yeah so having like two people that are like underage portraying this very dark situation it's impressive yeah because let's face it kids don't think that anything like that will ever happen to them and then it does and suddenly they you know and it was i i did kind of like how they did the whole like you know everyone always says this will never happen to me and then it does and then suddenly the world is an awful place and it's horrible and you need to you need to protect yourself by any means necessary and you know all of that and i did really like how the film did that and it really did showcase that even though you might not think that you know and you know a lot of internet safety stuff was very over like overhyped like you know um like you know and there was a lot of safety precautions that people were taking that really didn't need to be taken like uh, you know if you had your head screwed on um but that but that fear was still there like people would meet up with others from the internet and they've never met before but like you know they've already spoken on the phone they've never actually like you know met anyone they know and this person could be anybody and you know and then when it happens it's like oh i didn't think it was actually you know we're told to be scared and we're told to you know be careful online but then when it actually happens it's the that is the real repercussions of what happens when a girl gets snatched when she has just been talking to some guy on the internet and the thing is what was kind of like I don't know the word, but like, you know, she, she would tell all of her friends about this guy and say like, you know, Oh, he's really cute. He's really sensitive. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't really go to a school because, you know, he doesn't really agree with it, but like, you know, he goes surfing and he skates and he's really cool and sweet. He says, I'm really pretty. And all of her friends were like, Oh my God, that's so cute. You should totally ask him out. Like, you know, we should totally meet up with him. We should do this. And I'm thinking, are you fucking crazy? (laughs) 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 I'm like, if someone said to me, this guy's really sensitive, he, he's never been to college, he's never had a job, but, like, you know, he's really passionate about surfing and skating. Um, oh, and also, he lives in a completely different part of town, he's a bit older, and I've never actually met him in real life, and I don't know any of his friends, and I actually don't know where this guy actually lives, but he really wants to meet up. I'd be like, brain cells. Like, we have them. Where are yours? Like no like but it the does go flags, to show that the red flags were going off like a beacon <laughs> literally like, yeah. like you literally, know literally like a, a like a um a lighthouse of just red <laughs> honestly i was just like are you crazy like no you do not meet up with someone like that like if you've never if you've only ever spoken to them like on the phone and you've only got like two pictures of them like you just no like no but it really captured the naivety of children because they believed it because what you know the the likelihood of this guy being a fucking pedophile to us i'm like no 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 you don't trust that you this 
this is caution tape, red flag, you know, like sirens blaring. No, but children that aren't street savvy would fall for that. Yeah, especially when you're like, um, early teens as well, where you think you know everything and you're like, oh, I know, I know how to look after myself. I know what I'm doing child you do not know what you're doing truth of the matter is like you know it's like a lot of those teenagers were like you know oh i like i act so grown up i drink alcohol i go to parties you know i'm social i get drunk. i'm like bitch you're a fucking child like honey like no oh like it's not a face mom i can do what i want like and yeah, like you know, uh, oh, Me- Megan and her mum's like relationship, which was like really fucking destructive, you know. And the bit that I actually found quite creepy, like in the film, was when Megan was talking to this guy, and you know, she she like you know, she just had an argument with her mum, and you know, he was like, oh, like you know, uh, your mum talks to you like shit, you know, are you gonna take that? Are you are you gonna you know? And it's just. Megan would be like, no, that's my mom. Like, you know, and yeah, we don't really get along, but you know, that's still my mom. And he's like, you know, oh, well, I wouldn't take that. You know, I'd take you away from her. Like, you know, you, you should think about moving down here. Like, you know, and I'm like, that is creepy. Like, that is, you are literally trying to convince a child to like go against like her mom and like move in with it. And, and you don't even like know her. Uh, and like, yeah, it's, it was just really creepy. I did like, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, it was very much a, um, that he was trying to almost push her into an art to go f- to push her even further into having more of a destructive relationship with her mother and convince her that, oh, yeah, I wouldn't take this from her. So why would you? And kind of trying to like plant the seed of like manipulating her into making this more of a toxic situation with her own parent, and then sort of saying, "Well, if things, well, when things do go south between you two, I've always got a safe space for you." So it's kind of like trying to make the situation more dangerous than it needs to be, and then literally trying to make a fake solution to the problem that they've caused. Yeah, it's like kind of like filling, like you know, filling them with false hope and false promises, and it's really like that. That was really fucked up. And I mean, there was um, oh, what other film was it that I watched? It was um, Searching. Now, uh, mm, okay, so it is uh, a tech a tech film i wouldn't it is a horror in the sense of it does involve like you know missing persons and murder and an investigation and some pretty like dark stuff but i mean it's not typically scary it's more like um suspenseful and thrilling and honey honey that twist that twist oh my god um but like the way that they kind of portrayed false hope and you know trying to basically basically like for those that haven't seen searching it's about this uh like this family is mom dad uh child and you know they grow up really happy and they document a lot of their life on like a video camera and unfortunately when the girl kind of is in her last year of high school uh or like her last yeah i think it's like her last year of high school um her mum actually dies of cancer and it's you know it's actually quite it's actually quite emotional um and you know her dad's trying to 
basically just forget that it ever happened like you know forget that that happened and just move on and you know try and just you know if i don't acknowledge it it doesn't exist and her daughter like his daughter goes out you know with a group of friends supposedly um you know she's like oh i'm with like all of these people we're going to study great blah 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 and she doesn't she doesn't answer the phone she doesn't come home and bear in mind this is all via like um like a computer screen because um i mean i didn't know this but like macs if you have like all mac products like all apple products um if you link them all up together even if your phone's ringing but your phone's like i don't know like upstairs or something your computer will ring and be like someone's trying to call you and it's like oh i didn't actually know that (laughs) i was just like oh yeah yeah yeah. like it was actually quite cool and um you know there was like you know all this like facetime and whatever like um and yeah the daughter just doesn't come home and he's you know basically trying to find information on her and he can't because he doesn't actually know any of her friends uh he doesn't know any of her like social circles uh he doesn't know about any of these like accounts that she has like or people that she like goes to study group he doesn't so he thinks that he's known his daughter all his life like well all of her life he doesn't actually know who the hell she is and it's going across the naivety of like you know i thought that i really actually knew this person um and i thought i knew like you know she's my daughter i can find her he has no fucking idea where to start because he doesn't know anything actually about her and of course like a lot of things start unfolding like you know that she's um uh that she's been seen with this person last uh that she was at this study group with this person um you know and you know do all the digging and then report her missing and whatever and you know it's all the whole film has been done via a screen and then of course there's some cutaways of like uh news reports and uh police investigations and that type of thing um about how you really find out what what happened to this girl and it was really really well done um and that twist at the end holy shit um but then it also kind of does touch on the safety of the internet um even though this film isn't old it was 2000 and i want to say 2018 i think about then and you know it's still kind of going on about like you know he's he's trying to get into his daughter's like you know phone contacts or um uh, like address book and he actually finds out all who all of her friends are and everything when he logs into his wife's accounts and everything and then finds that she's actually got all of her friends noted down and you know that the, this this person in her year at school this is her parent this is their parents numbers this is their address and blah, blah blah and she had everything written down and he never thought he never thought to do that he never thought to actually do that and the way that they kind of uh did the whole like do you really know this person like at all and it really did kind of shine a light on oh my god you actually really don't know like even even someone that you are really really close to and you've called your best friend for like over a decade you've like you know your cousin that you've known since you know the day they were born do you really know that person like do you really and i was like 
Whoa, this is this is getting deep, man. Like this is getting real deep. I love films like that because it's very um it's working out the like the kind of like the complexities of like another person, like figuring out that someone that you deeply care for, that you love, and someone that you that you've known for God knows how many years, and yet you find something out about them, and it's just absolutely annihilated your perspective of that person, and it's just kind of like how how have I not known this? Yeah, like it's like I mean I can safely say I have known like you know my best friends that I have for half my life, like you know fifteen years, and I can safely say I know all of them pretty pretty damn well. But like I can guarantee it, if I was to go through I don't know like you know I mean I wouldn't, but if I was to go through like you know their laptop, their search history, their address book, um. You know, things like that. I'd probably find things that I'd be like, I didn't know this about you. Like, or like, oh, I didn't know that you were into that. Because it does really delve into kind of like tech wise. Do you really know the person that you're talking to? Like, you know, it's like, do you, like, you will know that person really well. You will never know that person 100%. Like, you will never really fully know that person and like there was there was a bit in the film actually that was a bit um i mean i kind of got it um and it was a little bit emotion uh but the dad basically found um on this website uh which was um i don't really know what website it was trying to imitate but it was basically like you know you kind of go live and then you just you know, talking people that are like scrolling through the site will see that you're live and, you know, you go on there. It's kind of like a live streaming website. And she had like a load, like, you know, he found her, like his daughter's account and then found that there was like a load of streams in there um, of like her, like, you know, this lake that was apparently like her favorite place. He had no idea that that was her favorite place. Uh, she would be saying how, you know, she feels really alone how like you know she's really depressed uh she's thought about suicide and he was just like he had no idea that his daughter was feeling that way and he was like but we were so close and it's like do you really know who your daughter is like at all and that i was like i felt that like i felt that so hard (laughs) there's so many layers when it comes to films like that because it's one of those things it really does make you think about you know when you know someone that that is that you don't know if they're feeling depressed or if there's something they're hiding from you or if there's you know they're having financial troubles because they don't let you see it or because you refuse to see it for yourself and it's just kind of like films like that I love because it makes you really think about other people's situations and how they might be trying to tell you something but you just don't want to acknowledge it yeah like you don't really want to believe that that is the reality because of course you've got this I guess you've kind of got this image in your head of or like you know this sort of like perception in your head of like this is how their life works but then when you really discover stuff like that like you know like and i mean especially in the case of if this person goes missing you've got to go through everything of theirs you know to find any any sort of clue and really finding out this person's situation 
that they haven't let you into. Like, I mean, I've even spoken to some really close friends of mine before um, that I found out that they were like thousands of pounds in debt. And I've known, I'd known this person for years. Like, I'd known this person for like a good, like, five-ish years. And they were thousands of pounds in debt. I had no idea. Like, I had no idea. And I was really, really shocked because I was thinking, if I was thousands of pounds in debt, I would be constantly, like, anxious. I would... Or, and this person was the most happy-go-lucky. Like, you know, they, they were really, like, happy-go-lucky, really, like, joyful person, you know, that go out, like, a lot. Like, you know, we do nice things together. And I'm like, you're, like, five grand in debt. Like, what the fuck? Like, I had, like... And the thing is, because I didn't know, and I'd known them for so long, and they had been in that debt since I'd known them, I had no idea because they didn't tell anyone about it until it was a problem. Like, well, I say, I say it was always a problem, but like when it became like a big problem that like it, it was kind of like, you can't really, you, you can't really ignore it anymore. Like you actually have to really actively do something about this now. And like, yeah, like the way that this, uh, that searching really touched on, really going through people's dirty laundry and thing and you know really questioning whether you actually really know that person at all but still trying to be like you know th this is someone that i've known for a long time you know i'm her father i'm her like you know i'm her best friend i'm this and trying to find them and then realizing actually the person you're trying to find you don't really know them and you don't know how they got themselves into the situation in the first place and that's that's the main thing that you're trying to figure out it's like um oh what is it called there was actually a word for it um like when when you kind of realize that like um something about that person is not what it seems and it does yeah, I mean, you said it earlier, it kind of does change your perception of how you look at that person. I know that there's a word for it and it's going to bug me. I'm going to call you at 3am with it. <laughs> isn't it like, um, it's a term, isn't it? It's like uh, giving someone a death mask in a way. Yeah, kind kind of, yeah. I think, oh, it's going to really annoy me now. <laughs> Just, I'll just I'll just I'll just message you at three a.m. and be like, "I right, this is the word now." I'll say it. See it in the morning before I go to work. Cause, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, literally. And speaking of internet safety, there was one film actually that I did really also want to talk about, which is also on Netflix, which has done very very well. Um, have you seen Cam? I have wanted to see Cam for such a long time because it does look really good and it is very, um, yeah, it's, it's, I've heard quite a few good things about it and it does kind of, it touches on that, you know, the, it, like you said, internet safety and like live streaming and your own personal space and, um, yeah, the whole sort of like stereotypical, like OnlyFans situation and like Twitch streaming and things. Mm-hmm. Yep, and speaking from someone that actually has experience in that field, that shit fucking terrified me. Like, I just, why? I, yeah, like I, I like because when it came out, right? Okay, so I have a little bit of a gripe with a lot of films that do portray um, sex work because a lot of films that portray sex work do not portray it in a uh, realistic light. Um, however. Cam did really kind of hit the reality of it. And also what can happen. 
Now, I have never known what happens in Cam to actually happen to somebody, but that doesn't completely rule it out as impossible. Um, so essentially, the premise of Cam, for those that haven't seen it, is this girl is a webcam girl. She is on live cam on a streaming platform. Uh, and, you know, people, I don't like saying men, even though like the majority of it is men, but, you know, women like cam girls too. Uh, that like, you know, these people that would be on like this chat room that, you know, uh, pay to be in this chat room to talk to her, um, you know, that, and, you know, they would pay for like, you know, a private show so that, you know, they uh, even sometimes just have like, you know, a private chat or whatever. And, you know, that is her life. Right. And that's how she pays her bills. That's how she like, you know, that's, that's how she lives. And it's a job that she has a lot of financial freedom with, like, you know, and she does very, very well on this campsite. And she really wants to kind of get, you know, to that number one spot. Right. And, um, you know, she, you know, it kind of delves into, you know, the different shenanigans that she gets herself into the stuff that I mean, I could tell you some fucking weird stories of some stuff that I've done for cam shows. Honestly, it's quite funny um but like you know i really did kind of like seeing that like quirkiness and how silly the job can really be because honestly sometimes it can be fucking ridiculous <laughs> like you know pe people are into some people are into some stuff um but like what interesting things <laughs> exactly people are into some very interesting things and so what happens is basically she tries to log in and it won't let her and she's like what the hell like and she can see on her computer that she's already live and she's like what the fuck i'm not live like i'm i'm here and she goes onto the stream site and she's live and it her in her bedroom doing you know she's she's very much there and moving and talking and she's like what the fuck what is this and she makes up she makes an account to talk to herself you know because she's like what the fuck is going on and this person live on cam that is her is replying back live and it goes on like and that's where it all starts it's what the fuck is happening? Is it is it a glitch? Is it a doppelganger? Is it like you know that there's loads of different places uh that this can go and where it went, I loved. Like, but honey, when I tell you that I then started to literally double verify security, everything to do with that. Honey, there is no way that someone is going to impersonate me on my, like, you know, on my platforms as if absolutely not, like, not happening. Like, the fear was real because the thing is, and I know it does sound a little bit ridiculous, but you do get people that are very quite stalkery, like, and a lot more often than people like to think. They're like, oh, you know, you can just block them. Oh, you think that that's going to stop them? People that no, are no, like, no, no, no. They, they are clever. People that know how to stalk online are very smart and know how to deal with those situations. And can yeah, easily like, like manipulate the system so it works for them to go for you. It's only like a recent thing that they've actually, uh, uh, streaming sites and, um, what was it? Uh, but the, yeah, like live shows and things like that are more towards 
protecting the person that's on camera rather than trying to be more protective of the person that's that's watching through the camera at them. Yeah, like, because I have had it before. Luckily, it never went anywhere, like, you know, vicious and worrying. Um, but I have had it before where men have made multiple accounts to talk to me even though like they would be like really like not even like out of line but really like creepy and like you know and you know it made made me feel really uncomfortable and i i'm i'm not having that i'm i'm not i'm not gonna tolerate that from anybody i don't care if you're paying me like you know like leave me if i tell you to leave me alone leave me alone and i've had it before where guys have you know messaged me and i uh, i I know that it's the same person every time like you know i'm not dumb and it's a case like it's not even a like you know that they just want like you know something specific or like a private show it's a you know i'm in love with you like you know you're the first thing I think of when I wake up and the last thing I think of when I go to bed you know you're my everything I worship you and blah 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 and stuff and it you know to a certain point it is very flattering I'm not gonna lie uh but it does get to a point where it is very fucking creepy and like I would block this person numerous numerous times and this went on for about six months like and I am very lucky that like you know it didn't really go anywhere but the one thing that did actually kind of make me feel very uneasy um was when he said and this is this is when I kind of knew well I knew where to look first and knew how to deal with it because um this guy was clearly dumb and thought that I was you know going to fall into his lap and live happily ever after and the reality of it, there was no hope in hell. So basically, because um, I, when I was camming, I was also like, you know, I did work a day job as well. Um, and then, you know, obviously I would go out, out like in town a lot, you know, and I'd get the bus everywhere because I'm dyspraxic and I can't drive. And another account was made by this guy. And this guy then says, um, oh, like, you know, I, you know, I saw you get on the bus and like, you know, like, oh, you, you should have seen how hard I was, like, you know, under the seat and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, okay, now I know exactly where you work, who it could possibly be, what, to, like, you know, a time frame of, like, who's going on this route at what specific time. So I reported it to the bus company, and I haven't, uh, like, and then suddenly it all just stopped. Because I think he then kind of realised, actually, I don't fuck around. And this is one thing that Cam does actually really capture is Cam girls do not fuck around when it comes to their safety. Like Cam girls do not like take being stalked lightly. It's it's creepy. And the worst kind of thing of it is, is that um, I mean, they're a lot better now, but like not even that many years ago. If you kind of went to the police about a sex crime, even if it was just, you know, uh, like to do with cam girls, they literally were never looked into because they'd be like, oh, well, we can't trace that guy. Like, he's not actually done anything. And it's like, honey, like, what, what do you mean he's not doing anything? Like, he's stalking me. And it's only in like the last like few years that stalking and, um, and sort of like, because it is a lot easier to get people's information now, it is also a lot easier to stalk people and it's very fucking scary 
um and that's that's the bit of online safety that i am like you know i'm quite savvy with and cam really got the true reality of how a lot of sex workers are treated by the police but she goes to the police and the police were just fucking laughing at her and they were just like you're ridiculous you're making all of this money and you've got these guys that you know clearly want to bang you and you're complaining that you know some guy actually you know you know is giving you attention like why are you calling us about it like what's wrong with you and it was like oh my god like this the thing is that would actually fucking happen like that is a potential thing that could happen and like i i did that's why i really really loved the film because it really did uh get like portray the reality of how a lot of law enforcement actually because of their own hangouts even though they technically shouldn't because they are law enforcement and they have a job to do and i mean i i know for doctors they have to you know swear on an oath and you know that they will help anyone in need and blah 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 i don't know if the police have to do the same thing um but they definitely should but because they don't actually help everyone a lot of the time because of their own personal hang-ups and a lot of the time sex workers are just generally not respected by people because even though even though it is the oldest fucking profession in the book literally ever like literally ever for some reason sex workers are just looked down upon like and people just don't like the fact that people can make money off of their bodies um you know like laborers don't do exactly the same fucking thing except it's not sex but you know go off <laughs> but yeah you definitely should watch cam um although the stalking bit is you know i can see why it would be a little bit mm, a bit uh, maybe not triggering but a little bit mm, creepy purely because i uh, like that's because it's not really like it's not a monster it's not a demon it's a that's just a average person that's just obsessed and people that are obsessed with someone oh honey they can they can do some outrageous things yeah they can do some serious damage like serious like damage especially like you know that like oh it was the way that this girl was like essentially because of this hack to her account it was it was ruining her life and she she had to deal with everything on her own because the police weren't helping her her family couldn't help her like or anything like that and this is this is also the the bit that i really loved about it soon as she started taking shit into her own hands people started telling her let the police handle it well the police ain't fucking got it babe like you know th this is why she's handling it on her own and this is why i handled my shit on my own because i know that the police weren't gonna help me i just went straight i just went straight to the bus company and was like you know this this has happened like here's the here's here's my address here's where i get on the bus you you do the work <laughs> like you know and i never heard anything from it again but also i never heard from my stalker again so it all worked out but i took shit into my own hands purely because i knew that the police they weren't gonna do anything like or at least i thought that the police weren't gonna do anything because of other um sex worker friends of mine have gone to the police about certain subjects um whether they're full service or cam girls or not um 
that involve you know they're in a little bit of strife they've been put in a very dangerous situation and they literally just don't do anything because for some reason the police just hate like hate hookers even though the police are the ones paying for them make it make sense So where can our lovely listeners find you, Clara? So they can find me on Instagram. It's at the Clara Fawn, and that's Clara with a K. And our listeners can find us on Instagram, Facebook, the Sasha app, and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Coffee, Patreon. And by the way, I do have a new tier on there, so we can start doing watch parties with people. So any of the weird films that you've never heard of that you listen to on this podcast, we can watch them together. And uh, you can also buy Eco Voice Coffee and get a 10% discount with our uh, coupon code, which is CM Capital Letters. And you can listen to us on any major listening platform. Yeah, uh, always, uh, always lovely to chat to you Clara and hearing your input on some of these interesting subject matters we come up with definitely I mean I'm always up for a chat of like films that I absolutely love so it's always a pleasure coming on here with you yes I'll definitely have to I'll need to like, think of some more subject matters I think you might be interested in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd, I'd like you know me, I'm always up for I'm always up for a challenge. Yes, and uh Unfortunately for our listeners, uh, for the next episode that's meant to be coming out this month, unfortunately there won't be one, but there will be, I will be putting episodes back up in October because this month I'll be getting married. I'm so happy for you. I know, been together 10 years, taking long enough. (laughs) 10 years and you're finally getting married. It's hard to believe, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, honestly, I'm so happy for you. I, so yes, I will be using the time off away from the podcast to focus on the whole wedding situation but after i'm married i shall be back on it (laughs) business will resume as usual after i'm married yes (laughs) (laughs) yes very that very that that also gives me enough time to watch loads of films on my list it gives me time to sort of like make more less of like right ooh, this this subject would be good this would be a good film to talk about and duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> literally but think about that after you're married <laughs> yes <laughs> yes think about the important things first <laughs> priorities exactly exactly darling but yeah as always it's lovely chatting to you always a pleasure never a chore yes i'll talk to you again (laughs) next time (laughs) yes see you next time Bye. bye